I'm a huge planner. So whenever my wife, Radhi and I would go on our adventures, I'd meticulously plan out our itineraries and book our accommodations in advance. It's like a yearly tradition that we do. And let me tell you, Booking.com has been my go-to every step of the way. Whether I want to be a simple guy nestled in the countryside or be the stylish and modern guy in the heart of the city, Booking.com never fails to offer a wide range of options that perfectly suit your preferences and they have everything you need to turn your travel dreams into reality, offering accommodations here in the US. Plus, the ease of booking through the app makes the whole process a breeze. So trust me when I say, when it comes to planning unforgettable getaways, Booking.com is where it's at. Ready to book your next adventure? Book whoever you want to be on Booking.com. Booking.yeah. Herbs have been a huge part of my wellness journey. Thanks to my Indian roots, My mom introduced them to me and I saw firsthand how they worked wonders for both body and mind. And when it comes to keeping my digestion in check, slippery elm bark and ginger root are my go-tos. Our sponsor, Nature's Way, has over 50 years sourcing these herbs and many more that can promote digestive health. Visit naturesway.com forward slash herbs and use code J10 at checkout for 10% off any herbal supplements through June 30. Terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I couldn't be more excited to share something truly special with all you tea lovers out there. And even if you don't love tea, If you love refreshing, rejuvenating, refueling sodas that are good for you, listen to this. Radhi and I poured our hearts into creating Juni Sparkling Tea with adaptogens for you because we believe in nurturing your body and with every sip, you'll experience calmness of mind, a refreshing vitality and a burst of brightness to your day. Juni is infused with adaptogens that are amazing natural substances that act like superheroes for your body to help you adapt to stress and find balance in your busy life. Our Super 5 blend of these powerful ingredients include green tea, ashwagandha, acerola cherry, and lion's mane mushroom, and these may help boost your metabolism, give you a natural kick of caffeine, combat stress, pack your body with antioxidants, and stimulate brain function. Even better, Juni has zero sugar and only five calories per can. We believe in nurturing and energizing your body while enjoying a truly delicious and refreshing drink. So visit drinkjuni.com today to elevate your wellness journey and use code ONPURPOSE to receive 15% off your first order. That's drinkjuni.com and make sure you use the code ONPURPOSE. I grew up in a world where it's so competitive. Even if I'm not the most talented, I'm the hardest worker. Until you're burnt out and you don't have anything else to give, and then what? Look, I'm trying to talk to you about a job opportunity. Do I look unemployed to you? You are emerging in Hollywood in such a real way. Give it up for Lala Anthony! When my whole marriage came crumbling down and I was in that bed, I was there by myself. Nobody gets married and says, I'm getting divorced. You get married because you feel like you found your person and this is what the rest of your life is going to be like. What can I do? I have to adjust. 
Before we jump into this episode, I'd like to invite you to join this community to hear more interviews that will help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. All I want you to do is click on the subscribe button. I love your support. It's incredible to see all your comments, and we're just getting started. I can't wait to go on this journey with you. Thank you so much for subscribing. It means the world to me. The best-selling author and host. The number one health and wellness podcast. On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Hey everyone, welcome back to On Purpose. Thank you so much for trusting me with your ears and eyes and for spending your valuable time here to listen, learn, and grow. Today's guest is someone that we've had on the show before, but she came on the show so early on as an avid supporter, someone who is cheering me on. I was so grateful to have that conversation. Clips of it have gone viral over the years again and again and again. And I'm so grateful that I get to sit down again with her right now in New York City, Lala is an actress, producer, New York Times bestselling author, and entrepreneur. Lala is best known for her role on the hit show Power, which wrapped its sixth and final season on Stars in 2020. Lala joined the cast of Showtime's The Shy in 2020 and later received an NAACP Image Award nomination in the Outstanding Guest Performance category in 2022. Lala has teamed up with Issa Rae to executive produce the forthcoming horror comedy for Universal Pictures' Juju. Please welcome to the show, Lala. Lala, thank you so much of for doing course. this. Honestly, like... I will always show up for you. You literally, like, you came on the show when, like, I don't even know anyone knew what the show was. Mm -hmm. And you, I think we just connected online and we started messaging yeah. and... I was so grateful when you came on and since then we've stayed in touch. Yeah, we've we always it's just, stayed in touch. Yeah, and thank I always you. say you're my friend and someone I could depend on and you always say the right things. At like you just said <laughs> something to me right now. I was like, I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that. Like today's been sometimes one of those days and I was like, I needed that. You always like know exactly what to say. You're very sweet and I appreciate that. And I wanna let's start there actually. Like one thing I've been encouraging my friends to do, people that I love, people I care about is reflecting on difficult things they've got through, mm -hmm. difficult things they've broken through. Because I think often we do a lot of difficult things. And I realized this through my mom, actually. Mm -hmm. So my mom is a superwoman. She has done so many difficult things in her life, but she sees them as normal. Right. So she never stops to think, oh, I'm powerful right. and I'm strong. It's just a part of life. Just like a part a, of yeah, life. Yeah. So what's something difficult or hard that you've done in the last 12 months or recently that you want to take a moment to just honor yourself for. That is so nice. I should honor myself. I think, you know, learning that healing is messy. That's something that I'm dealing with and it comes and goes. It's not always there, but understanding that there's no time limit on healing and giving myself credit for healing and going through everything that I've been through and learning that I don't always have to act like everything's okay. If it's not, I have a tendency to do that. Like, it's one thing to not let people see you sweat, which I do understand that, and you don't need to put all your business on social media or whatever, but it's okay to feel things and understand that healing is messy. So I, my mom sent me something recently that was like, you know, be kind to yourself, give yourself grace because healing is messy. As soon as you think like, oh, I'm done with that, I'm over that, all of a sudden it's like, well, why is it still making me feel like that? Or you hear, hear something or see something and like, why am I still a little bothered by that? And I hear you talk about this. You know, there's no like time frame. Like, okay, once it's been two months, you're done with whatever the difficult thing was. You shouldn't even be thinking about it anymore. Could be years and something can still pop up and trigger you or whatever. And 
being kind to yourself during those periods. So I want to honor myself for just finally understanding healing is messy and not being so hard on myself on certain things to not say, you should have been done with that already. Why are you still thinking about that? Or why did that still bother you? It's life. We're human. We have feelings. Things happen. As you said, when you walked in, life is life. Life is lifing. Life <laughs> is lifing. And you know, there's so many blessings in this beautiful life. And I'm blessed to have the life that I have. And I'm constantly, you know, thanking God for this beautiful life. And sometimes you feel ungrateful or like, what do you have to complain about? Like, you have a beautiful life. You're doing well. Might not have some of the financial troubles or issues that a lot of people are going through that I have had, you know, before in my life. But it doesn't shield you from feelings and going through things. And I think a lot of time people kind of confuse that. Yeah, I think different platforms and different levels have different problems mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they keep Definitely. changing. Definitely. And the problems you have today weren't the problems you had then and the problems right. you had then are not problems you have today. I feel like healing is an interesting word because everyone's looking at what happens on the outside. Mm -hmm. But what do you think you're trying to heal on the inside? Like what, what have you discovered about what you are trying to heal? I think on the inside, I'm just trying to heal a person who probably has dealt with feelings of like abandonment, a person who has dealt with feelings of not feeling good enough or definitely always having the questions of like, why me? Why did this have to happen to me? Why me? Why did I have to go through this? I give so much good in the world. I do so much for so many people. Like, why do I have to suffer or go through what I feel like at times is some of the hardest things to go through, but still keep a brave face, still keep a smile. So understanding that, like, I really do believe when people say, you know, um, that God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. And I remind myself of that, like you went through it because you could and you come out better and people can learn from you and this can help somebody else. And I just have to remind myself of those things because you do get caught up in the why me and like, look at everyone else. They have this, they have that. Why me? Why am I? You know, whatever it is. So just getting better at that, I think. Yeah. And when you talk to people, because I'm assuming that, you know, sometimes when we have that view of like, oh, they have it all or mm -hmm. they have it all. I'm sure you talk to people behind the scenes and realize they don't have it all. Right, right. And so then how does that make you feel when you realize, oh, wait a minute, they don't have it all? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make me feel good. I'm not wishing for anyone yeah. to be struggling or not happy, but you just realize that things are just not always what they seem. And, you know, in the world of social media, in the world of just constantly like looking at everyone else, whether it's how they look, their bodies or their lives and saying, oh, I wish that could be me. It's like, it's not reality. You don't know what people are dealing with. You don't know what people go home to. You don't know what's happening on the inside. And sometimes you do know because you'll hear things or see things and you're like, oh, I thought this person had like the perfect life. Now they're whatever, you know? So it's just like really honing in on making yourself happy, figuring out what it is that you need and not comparing or always looking at something else. Because if we do that, I just feel like you'll never be happy and you'll never be satisfied because there's always going to be somebody that looks better, dresses better, younger, more talented, whatever it is. Like, so if you're looking for a reason to knock yourself down, you're going to find it. Like, it's not that hard. You're going to find it. So you have to be whole within yourself. And I am confident within myself. I'm not insecure. I'm confident. And I do walk with a certain level of confidence. So that part I'm good at dealing with the kind of just like, wow, like why me do certain things happen to? I'm still, you know, pushing through that and learning every day. Like life is about learning. I don't think you're supposed to ever have it 
all figured out. Mm. You strike me as somebody that has it all figured out, but you're learning every day. And I Definitely. think when we have these conversations, you learn from us and vice versa. Like it's a constant learning experience. Yeah, I'm constantly trying. It's really interesting, isn't it? When you are in a position of influence, mm -hmm. people often assume that you do have it all figured out. Right. And I'm constantly, I think people who listen to the podcast, they know me very deeply mm -hmm. and intimately because they hear me say, mm -hmm. I struggled with this this week yes. or this is something I'm going through. But if someone just sees a post on social media, they think, right. oh yeah, everything must be perfect. Yeah. And I find that I encourage everyone, and this is why you coming on the podcast is so great, because I encourage everyone to study people they follow a bit deeper, mm -hmm. not to take them down or to think happy that they've got problems too. Right. Not that reason, but the reason of like, when you really study someone or you get to know someone, you start to realize we're all actually in a much more similar place. Right, it's so true. And yeah. what I've learned in my journey of life is you start realizing no matter how much money, how much status or whatever, like my friends that I grew up with when I had, you know, nothing are going through similar issues as friends of mine who have all the money in the world, all the success, all the, People are people. What you deal with every day is what you deal with every day. Money, status doesn't change that. And I think we live in a society where people automatically assume money fixes everything or influence fixes everything or fame fixes everything. Not understanding that there's so many amazing things that come with it. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, being successful, being famous, being whatever is like the worst thing in the world. I'm not that person. I'm so grateful for my success, my fame, my influence, and I don't, I don't take it lightly. But it doesn't mean that it protects me or stops me from dealing with other things. And fame influence comes with other sets of problems. You know, people feeling like they can criticize you, people feeling like your life is an open book and they can say anything. A lot of us, when we go through things, the whole world doesn't have to know about it. When people like us go through things, it's open for discussion for the whole world and everyone has an opinion. And that's not easy either. So you just have to continue to kind of strengthen yourself to be able to deal with you know, all of that that comes with it. Yeah, I love what you said there. Like, I've thought about that a lot too, because, you know, last time you came, we were tracking your whole career journey. Like you've done, you've hustled, you've worked hard, you've done so much to get to where you are today. And I want to get to that. But for me, as I've been on this journey, I've been reflecting on what's changed over time mm -hmm. as my external situations changed and what makes me feel protected. And you use that word protection. And I've realized that, of course, we have to have our internal protection of right. how we feel about ourselves, our confidence, our own practices. But I found that the thing that makes me feel the most protected is knowing the people around me who really know me mm -hmm. and how much closer we get through that process. Right. Like I have to take so much strength in the fact that the people around me, not only do they have my back, but they actually know me and understand me at a core. I and I kind of take too. a lot of energy from that. Yeah. Do you do the same? I, I take so much energy from that. I'm like the people who know they know, the people that I need to depend on, they're always there. I'm blessed to have an amazing family, amazing group of friends that are like ride or die that I know are there no matter what. And it's something that I don't take lightly. So it's not about proving to the world anything like if my core group gets it knows me inside and out knows my ups knows my downs and are there for me that's the energy i pull from as well i want to talk to you about friendship i think a lot of people feel quite even when you're close friends mm -hmm. and i'm sure you felt this it's hard to open up about mm -hmm. things that are going wrong in your life and i think a lot of people who are listening or watching that's something that they can relate to where it's like i have my friends but i don't know how to tell them right that i'm going through this or 
I know they'd care about me, but I don't want them to feel sorry for me. Yeah, or, that's it too. Or maybe they're going through so much stuff that yeah. I don't want to put my stuff on them. Right. How have you managed to keep strong relationships as you've grown in life, as you've built your career? How have you managed to keep that core instead of losing it as you get more yeah. busy? I think that my friendships have gotten even stronger because of those moments. I don't base my friendships off of, you know, this person has only been around when everything's been great, or we only talk about sunshine and flowers and cupcakes. Like friends have to be there through everything and you have to be able to be okay with being raw and real with people that you consider your friend and don't throw that word around lightly if you're saying this is my friend this is my go-to you should be able to share whatever's happening in your life whether it's good or bad and those are the things that bond you you know through those i remember the friends that were there for me when i was going through my divorce when i was publicly you know going through what i was going through as a result of what happened in my marriage like i remember my friends that were there i remember when my son was really young and had to have surgery and who was there in that moment like i remember all of that and those were the strengthening moments of our friendship. Now the fun stuff is great too. I remember my <laughs> friends who've been on vacation with me and got drunk and had a great time, but it's a balance. You know, the real friendships had a mix of all of that stuff because that's what life is. Life is not always just fun and games. Life is up and down and up and down. That That's, that's what life is. Was there anything that a friend said to you or guidance you heard when you were going through a divorce that really helped or that really stayed with you or that you kind of, carry around in your heart just not to blame myself you know this isn't your fault not to blame myself that always kind of stuck with me because it's easy to just blame yourself or get down on yourself or what was it you know that i did and when i say not blaming yourself i'm not saying don't take accountability for whatever you might have had to do with the situation like it's important to sit back and say okay where could i have been better because life is about being better and learning you don't want to just say oh this happened, it had nothing to do with me. You wanna understand like, where could I have done better or where did maybe I fall short on some things? But that's different than blaming yourself for what happened. And I think by taking accountability, I was able to grow and become a better person for whatever happens in my life in the future. You don't go through these experiences not to learn, then what was the point? Like you don't go through these experiences to then duplicate the same issues in your next relationship or your next marriage or, or whatever it is, that's not, what that was there for. It was to learn, to get better, and then to apply that knowledge to the next situation, whether it's a friendship, relationship, marriage, whatever it is. I love what you brought out there, and I want everyone to just take note of that because I think we think we either have to take full responsibility or no responsibility. Right. So we either blame the other person right. or we blame ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's only either or. And the truth is, it's so much more balanced where it's like, I don't want to blame myself and beat myself up because that's going to send me down a yeah, spiral. Yeah, right, terrible right. spiral. At the same time, I'm not going to sit here and just blame everything on the other person right. because that's not true. And there's accountability on both sides. And so let me look at how can I be right. better, but how can I not beat myself up? What is it that you think you learned or what about you do you think has become better or healed or what have you worked on mm -hmm. because of that shift in your life? 
Um, just a balance, you know, understanding balance. I'm such a career-driven, work-driven person that that could just take over my life and that becomes what's, you know, the most important to me outside of my son. There's never been anything that's more important than Cayenne. And you know this, you just get caught up in the work and next thing you know, friends or partners or whatever are feeling neglected or like, I just feel like you never have time or you're not making them feel special in their, you know, moments and, and being there for them because it's like, you gotta film one more podcast. I gotta go to set. I gotta film one more episode. I gotta go do this really fast, but it'll be quick and I'll come right back, you know? And then you realize when people, friends as well, are feeling like neglected in those departments, problems can happen mm. because of that. You start looking for other ways to fulfill that void and that that need and that's how things happen. So again, it's not blaming myself, but just being aware of things that happen and and finding that that balance and getting better at that balance. And I need the balance, Jay, for myself. It's not even for a partner, mm -hmm. for myself, because I should be okay with having a personal life and a professional life and not feel guilty. I was the person that if I went on a vacation, I felt guilty, like, I gotta work, I can't be doing this. Like, I don't want people to think I'm just having a good time. I should be on set, I should be doing, and like really beating myself up. Meanwhile, I work my ass off. I should be able to take a vacation. If I wanna take a month off, I should be able to do that. I've worked, I've been in this industry since I was 16 years old. I should be able to do that. I have enough equity in the game with all I've given it to be able to do that, but I still would feel so guilty over that. Mm. So that's the balance that yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I, I'm really glad that you went that step further of like, it's giving yourself to your friends, a right. potential partner, but also to yourself. Yeah. What do you think it was for you that blocked you from giving yourself that permission? And the reason I asked that is because I was looking at the studies in the US mm -hmm. and it was saying how so many people don't take all of their leave yeah. from work. Mm -mm. Like most people are not taking their leave. And there's not even that much leave in the US to take. So when I was in the UK, you get like 30 days off a year. Wow. And like, I think here, awesome. it, yeah, and here it's not that many. And so when I moved here and I remember looking at that and I was thinking, wow, and still people aren't taking time off. I think that's something that people can relate to that a lot of people struggle yeah. to think, well, maybe when I come back, I'll have so many more emails. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm gonna be so behind. Oh my gosh, I won't get promoted this year. Oh my gosh, I might get let go. I'm competing with this person. I may become irrelevant. Right. I, I have to stay on top of stuff. Right. What was it for you that kind of, do you think stopped you from giving yourself permission to have a balance? Definitely a fear. And you and I always talk about fear. A fear of someone's gonna come and take my job or someone's gonna come and take my place. Or I used to take so much pride in being like, you know, even if I'm not the most talented, I'm the hardest worker. No one can outwork me. And that was like my badge of honor. Like. I will outwork everyone until you're burnt out and you don't have anything else to give. And then what? They move on to the next person anyway. anyway so yeah. it's like you have to take care of yourself. And I had to learn that because I would just go until I couldn't go anymore and then not have anything to give to anyone because I didn't have that balance. But that was all because of fear and not also believing in myself enough to say I'm enough. And if someone is able to just come and take this from me, it was never mine to begin with mm. and really being okay with that. Um, but I just think we, well, I grew up in, in a world where it's so competitive and it's like, you know, you can't take your foot off the gas. As soon as you do it, somebody else is coming or don't even give, you know, somebody else a chance to take your spot, whatever that even means. But that's the culture I grew up in and what I was conditioned and brainwashed to always believe. So it was like, go to you can't go anymore. 
And now I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. Have I reached a place where I found the perfect balance? No, but I am getting better at it. I just told you I took a trip. I was at a couple of different places. Prior to that, I took Cayenne to the Cayman Islands and we had a great time and I felt happy. I felt not guilty for doing that. And I felt okay with posting about it, not thinking like, oh, they're gonna think this girl, she's always on vacation or something like that. I felt good about that because I deserve it and I need to do that. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com forward slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. On Purpose with Jay Shetty is brought to you by Booking.com, Booking.Yeah. Many of you know that one of the most important aspects of my life is my connection with others. Travel has become one of the best ways for me to connect with people, whether that be my community, my family, friends, or loved ones, or all of you. Most of my family lives outside of the US, so traveling around the holidays, birthdays, or other special occasions is something that we're accustomed to. As we grow older, oftentimes our families or loved ones end up living in different areas as us, making it challenging to get together due to various schedules and commitments. With Booking.com, I'm able to efficiently book travel and accommodations for everyone in my family so that we can spend quality time together. They also make it easy to book travel for the various types of travelers in my family so that each person in my family can authentically be the traveler they want to be, no matter the destination. Once a year, my family takes a trip together to a US destination where none of us live or are visited. We find this helpful in making sure that everyone is truly present and able to unplug from their normal routines resulting in more meaningful conversations and connections. Experiencing new places with those close to you allows you to bond over a shared experience. Booking.com's breadth and variety of accommodations in the US has made the destination selection and booking process not only easy, but fun. Travel can also foster new connections. Visiting different cities has allowed me to build connections with all of you, my community, most of whom I've never met in person and otherwise would have not crossed paths with. The in-person relationships that are built and strengthened through travel is something that each of us can benefit from. Book whoever you want to be on booking.com, booking.yeah. I've got to say, herbs have been a game changer in my wellness routine, all thanks to my Indian upbringing. My mom was the one who got me started on them way back when. I've seen how they can do wonders for both body and the mind. One of my favorites is ashwagandha, which is an adaptogenic herb that helps reduce stress. I usually take it in the morning with my breakfast and it helps me stay cool, calm and collected throughout the day. Our sponsor Nature's Way has ashwagandha as well as herbs like St. John's Wort and Holy Basil that provide mood and stress support. They have over 50 years of experience sourcing herbs from all over the world in the continents and climates where they grow best. Nature's Way rigorously tests every batch of herbs for potency and purity in their state-of-the-art lab. To learn more, visit naturesway.com forward slash herbs 
and use code J10 at checkout for 10% off any herbal supplements. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love hearing the the practical ways in which it's actually taking part. It's really interesting. It's so much about like what we get our significance from, like what makes us feel worthy. Mm -hmm. And for some of us, it's overworking. Yes. For some of us, it's overgiving. For some of us, it's oversharing. And it's like, what makes you feel worthy? Today, what makes you feel worthy and happy today? Definitely my son. Like he makes me so happy because you start really seeing the influence you have over your child at a certain age where it's like, wow, everything I've taught him or things I've tried to drill in his head, now I'm seeing it actually come to fruition or he's repeating things to me that I'm like, oh, he was listening to me when I said that, or he uh, is following my guidance or advice. You know, he's 16 years old now and he's making a career and a lane for himself in basketball. And, you know, he's doing so well, but I just see how humble he is, how kind he is, how he's all about, you know, giving back to the community and all the things that are so important to me. Now I'm just seeing him take on all of that same stuff. And that makes me so happy because I feel like you know, I did a great job and it's not like I'm done being a parent, but I did a great job thus far of being a parent and never allowing whatever was happening in my life or, or to affect my parenting or affect how I was with, you know, my child. Uh, that's something that makes me happy and something I'm really proud of because that's not easy, you know, to deal with day to day life and ups and downs and then come home and be, you know, there for your child and, and, and be willing to just listen to their needs and what they have going on. That's not easy. Mm. What's been the biggest thing you think he's taught you? Definitely patience. Everyone says like, you don't experience love till you have a child. And you're like, well, what does that really mean? Like, I know what it's like to love someone, but it definitely is a different kind of love. So just unconditional love, patience. And you know, I always say that my son is my best friend. Now it's interesting because people will say that, and I don't know if you've read about this, Jay, I'm curious to know your take. People will say that your children should not be your best friend, that you should be a parent and your child should not be your best friend. I'm on the other side of it. My son is my best friend and I'm still able to be a parent and have him as my best friend. And best friend, I mean, I spend more time with my son than anyone else. I live with my child, so he's the person I live with. He's my roommate, essentially, yeah. and knows me in every shape and form, the happy days, the sad days, everything. And there's nothing I don't feel like we can talk about on his side, on my side. To me, those are all the qualities of a best friend. Mm. Do I still parent him and discipline him? And of course. of course I do. But there's a lot of talk. I read a lot of talk about that. And yeah. sometimes when I write like, hanging with my best friends like oh your son should be your best friend like you should just be a parent that's the problem these days parents trying to be their kids friends and this and that i come from a different yeah i i mean i can't i'm obviously i'm not a parent so right. i can't answer it from that perspective but if i think about it with my parents i would say at this point i'm good friends with my parents mm -hmm. i would say i wish we were best friends growing up okay and i felt that i was parented which made me actually not tell them stuff See, and, yeah. and keep secrets and do my own thing and not really have that open relationship right. with them, which I wish I think would have been healthier for me right. and for them. And now I'm glad that it's evolved to where it has, but I agree. I would have liked to have, to have that. been friendlier with my parents when I was younger, because I think I could have avoided a lot of the mistakes I made mm -hmm. had I had that relationship with them. And felt comfortable talking to them about certain Yeah, I was always scared to tell them anything. Like, because I'm not to get in trouble. Exactly. <laughs> right, and right. so, and, and I don't think that that was a healthy feeling as a child 
of, oh, I'm going to get into trouble if I do. Not as a child, as a teenager. Right. Uh, but not as a child, I was obedient anyway. But right. when I was a teenager, it's like, I think that's the age. Like, if you can be friends with your 16-year-old, that's pretty dope. Right, because right. That's, and being that's friends, Jay, doesn't mean he doesn't get in trouble. Because yeah, if course. he does something wrong, he gets in trouble. Or, you know, I have to sit down and talk to him. But I think it's the approach and the way. Because sometimes just yelling or it's not effective at least yeah. from what i've seen with other people parenting you know and i don't judge anyone's parenting but yelling screaming like they're not hearing you so sometimes just having an honest conversation on why you shouldn't have done that or why that was wrong for me that gets me further than like what the hell are you thinking why did that? <laughs> like they're, they're blocking you out they're not yeah. hearing you anyway i actually went through something like that the other day so i bumped into someone and i was talking to their teenager he was probably like maybe like 14, 15. Okay. And his mom was like behind me, like telling him what to ask me. And it was almost like she was making it out like he wouldn't ask good questions. Right, like not giving him the opportunity. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the thing is he was actually asking really smart questions and I was like really engaged, but I could see that she kept distracting him and he kept being like, mom, just, I'm, I'm talking. I got like, it, yeah. I got and, it, right. And it was just really interesting. And I'd look back and I'd, be, and I'd smile and I'd be like, He's cool, like, you know, right, it's all right. right. And it was just really interesting to me, like she didn't trust mm -hmm. that she'd actually been an amazing parent. Right, and taught him and, well and put him in a situation where he can handle himself. Yeah, and he was doing great. Mm -hmm. And I and I, I said to her afterwards, I was like, I just want you to know, like you must have raised your son really well because he was so present. He asked me, so, I was so impressed by a 15 year old asking those kind of questions. Like I wanted her to know that too, because I guess mom guilt and yeah. reflecting and like kind of feeling like it's never good enough must be a big part of what you carry too. Yeah, for sure. That's a real thing, you know, mom guilt and just everything you just said is, is just so real because again, we get in the habit of beating ourselves up for everything. Blaming so it's ourselves. like blaming ourselves for everything. So, you know, my son's like this because of whatever. So it is nice when, I always say the biggest compliment I've ever heard is when people tell me your son's so well-mannered, he's so humble, he's so down to earth, he cares about people. Like that makes me feel better than anything any award any any you know high rated tv show what is movie anything like someone to tell me that my kid is kind and humble and well-mannered that's like the best thing i could ever hear yeah that's beautiful i love hearing that and i, I want to talk about your career because last time you came we kind of did a a full like biography of right. like all the jobs and like how you started we talked about your first job mm -hmm. and how you broke through what about you're a driven, ambitious person still, despite everything you've achieved. What is that drive pursuing today? Like, what does that look like right now? I'm always trying to figure out what my next thing is. Um, I'm always working extremely hard. I think I still am close enough to remember what not having felt like to continue to push myself the way I do. I'm not that far removed from remembering what that felt like and it lives in me and it's close to me so I'm like I don't like that I don't want to go back there so that's the motivation and the drive to continue to push forward and I enjoy it like I like working I mean my mom tells me all the time like you don't think you should just like take a break and I'm like mom I like working some people like other things I like working some people you know rather be at home and do certain things which is fine everyone has a different motivation I like working that brings me happiness that brings me joy so I push myself in that in that department but for me I'm always trying to see what's next right now you know I'm, I'm heavy in the acting space producing space really big on my prison reform charity which takes up a lot of my time and you know 
giving back in that way is so important to me. So those are kind of where my immediate focuses are right now. But there's always so many things, you know, happening. With the acting and production, like what part of it right now do you feel most immersed and in love with? Because you've done both for a while now. Mm -hmm. It's like, what's the project that's kind of like bringing you alive right now? So, you know, just finding projects that I'm interested in producing is so amazing because you can now bring something that you love to life and you can be in control of that IP or whatever it is and bring it to life. So producing just puts you in control for so long as an actor, you're waiting for someone else to give you an opportunity. You're auditioning with... 10 other girls that look very similar to you and just hoping that, hey, pick me, pick me. I'm the right person for the role. And nine times out of 10, you never, you don't get picked. I mean, you get those lucky times, but for the most part, you don't get, you don't always get picked. So by producing, you're not waiting. Now you're creating and you're also putting yourself in a position to create jobs and opportunities for other people. And that's what I'm about, opening the doors for other people to come in and, you know, have these experiences and be able to give them, you know, a piece of what I have going on. So that's that's what I love about producing and just going out there and finding projects that mean something to me. And it's not always about like, oh, I want to produce this because I want it to be this huge success. Of course you want things you do to be a huge success, but sometimes you want to do it for you. Like this, I'm passionate about this. Yeah. I want to tell this story and whoever gets it, gets it. Maybe this is not the billion dollar hit or whatever. Maybe this is just for a small group of people that are into this, but that matters to me. So mm-hmm. it that's what gets me excited from the producing standpoint. And acting, I'm, I am on a show, so it's great to just have steady work. And I love, you know, the people I work with. I love the show I'm a part of. Um, it's, it's incredible. And it's nice to just always have that kind of in the yeah. stash. Yeah, absolutely. You, you spoke about rejection there again. Another thing I think people relate to, whether they're auditioning, applying for jobs, mm-hmm. like it's one of those things that we all face in life in different realms. And I think people often think that when you get to a certain level of success, you don't get not rejection true. That anymore. That is not true. How does that feel like after having had, you, I don't know how many auditions you must have oh done in your God, life. Oh my God, more like, than I could ever count. Right? Like mm-hmm. how many like taped auditions, like oh in person. God. In person, uh, signing the contract before, thinking that I definitely had the job just to find out that they're not going with me. I mean, I've had everything it, to does me. it get easier and how do you react to rejection differently today than you did 16 years ago so today i realize that most of the time it has nothing to do with you there's so many other factors and now being on the producing side i see the other factors could be anything could be height just could be how you you stand next to your co-star could be a million things that are out of your control is not a decision based on you weren't good enough or you weren't talented enough. And once I realized that, I got better with dealing with it and also being happy and grateful for the person who did get the job because for whatever reason, they were the right person for that job. Not feeling like, oh, why'd they give it to them and not me? Like actually leading with grace and kindness and realizing that because I started doing that, more good things started happening for me. But in the beginning, it was like, oh, they don't like me. Mm. Oh, I didn't do a good job. Oh, they think I suck. I shouldn't be doing this. Like I was ready to give up on acting a hundred times. I was like, clearly this is the one thing that's never gonna happen for me. Like I had to have one thing that just wasn't (laughs) gonna go, this is it. But I just kept being persistent, kept learning, kept getting better. And then realizing now a lot of the decisions are not based on talent. There's just so many other factors. When my videos were first seen like seven years ago, around a year later, a TV production company had reached out and said, we want to make a TV show about your work. Right. And I was like, this is so cool. I never imagined in a million years that that would even be possible. 
And so we we made the deck, da 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 da. We went and like pitched it at all these companies. And it was really interesting because no one took the show. I was really passionate about the idea we'd created. I thought it was really cool and different and no one cared. Like it didn't even go beyond the first meeting. Like from the first meeting, I was like, we're not sure. And it's really interesting to me because I was talking about this with a friend a couple of weeks ago. And I was saying that one thing that happened was it built a number of long-term friendships. So everyone I met at those pitches, not everyone, but some of the people have become long-term friends that I actually still see now socially, even though we never did anything professionally. So there was a massive win. The other thing was it gave me a great experience of what that process is like. I'd never done it before. Mm -hmm. And now I actually understand what that looks like. And it was a complete learning curve. Mm -hmm. But the third one, which is the best one, is I often say to people, had I had been given that show, I potentially may never have started this podcast. I potentially may never have written my book. I potentially may never have gone on tour this year because I wouldn't have had this opportunity to have to build my own work. So true. That's what I want to remind people is like, just trust in the timing as long as you're moving forward. That's it. And I think that's the mistake that we often make is that our disappointment slows us down or like our feeling of failure forces us to just switch off. Yeah. And instead, when you're moving, shifting, figuring things out, discovering, anything's possible. Yeah, it's so true. And it's funny because on our last podcast, yeah. the I've said it's been years, <laughs> you said that clip is still viral, but we talk about fear and we always say that people stop because they're disappointed in fear right before something great is gonna happen. Like you stop and don't even realize right past that, if you push past that feeling, if you push past that, amazing things are gonna happen. and because of our talk, I realized how much that resonated with people. Like, don't let the fear and disappointment stop you because you don't know what's gonna happen after that. Let it build you, let it build your character, let it build your armor to be strong and to go through these things so that you can keep, like you said, as long as you're moving forward, it's just so important. Mm. What, what fear are you trying to push forward from right now in your life? I'm such a people pleaser and I've always wanted to even as a young kid, I've always wanted to be liked by everyone. I was that person, like I wanted everybody to be my friend. And it's funny because people say all the time, oh, Lala's friends with everybody. Everybody loves Lala, which is great. I don't think everybody loves me, but that's great. But also being okay with understanding that you'll never be able to please everyone, especially in this day and age of, we talked about social media, everyone now having a platform to comment, to tell you, what you're doing wrong and speak about who you are as a person, people that don't don't even know you. There was a time where that would have really rattled me and bothered me because it's like, well, you don't even know me. You never even had a conversation with me. If, if you knew me, you would love me. You would see I'm this type of person. Now it's like, I'm secure in myself. Like, so I'm continuing to push through that fear of wanting to be liked or the fear of someone not liking me. I should say that the fear of someone not liking me. I've gotten so much better at that and just embracing the people that love me and, and care about me. Another thing my mom's always told me, I, I quote my mom a lot, she's she's a very smart person. Another thing my mom always told me is, celebrate the people that are there. You, you know, you can have a party or a get together. And the first thing you'll say is, well, why didn't so-and-so come? Yeah. Damn, I invited so-and-so, why aren't they here? Mm. You're not even acknowledging the 10, 15, 20 people that came to support mm, you mm. on your birthday or whatever the occasion was. Well, damn, I invited so-and-so, they didn't even come. Like, I always remind myself of that. Celebrate the people who are there for your moments, who wanna be there with you and stop worrying about the person who wasn't there. Same thing with comments. Everyone, Jay, we love you. You're the greatest, we listen to everything. That one person who was like, Jay, what the hell are you talking about? You don't know what you're talking about. You're like, 
zooming yeah. in on that, want to find out, you want to respond, you want to go to their page, see how they look and all. But you just had a thousand comments about how wonderful you are and that one will just throw people off. I've just gotten so much better at that. Yeah. I won't give somebody that much power over me. And again, I want to celebrate the people who are celebrating me. That's what I'm getting better at. Yeah, no, I love that you said that. I, I literally, it was a habit that I used to have where you'd see all these good reviews or good comments and you would literally just scroll past them, <laughs> just waiting for the negative one. And I've changed- That's so true. Literally, right? Like you're, you're just, you're treating the good ones you're like, just, oh like, yeah, sure, yeah. of course. I don't, <laughs> right. You don't really mean that. And then when someone says something bad and I've trained myself now, like I genuinely do this and I talk about it on the podcast a lot, I will sit there and I will read a positive review or I'll read a comment, a positive comment, and I'll let it sit here. It's so important. And I'll just let it sit there and I'll let myself accept it because for so long, I just tried to like not let myself accept it. And I don't mean let it go to your head. I mean like feel it in yeah, your heart. Like it. someone mm -hmm. felt like telling you that your work or your words or whatever it was, your life or that clip of you on the last podcast, like that, that made a difference in their lives. Let that just, let yourself receive that. And I wish all of us would allow ourselves to receive love as seriously as we receive hate. It's so true. When you see hate, you don't think that might not be true. Mm -hmm. You just accept that it must be true. Whereas when you see love, you think, oh yeah, they didn't really mean that. Oh, it probably isn't that real, right? It's so interesting how it's we second an guess. And it's interesting because we'll believe the hate is true from someone who doesn't even know us. Yeah. This is coming from someone who never had a conversation with you, who knows nothing about you. So it's like, it's it's the wrong way to think, but you had to train yourself to think differently. Yeah. I had to train myself to think differently. For me, a lot of times it's better for me just not to read anything totally, because yeah, yeah. I still can get hyper-focused on. So I don't, I don't really get caught up in that. I get yeah. caught up in more like, when people stop me and say, you know, love you a lot, thanks for this or whatever it is. Those are my genuine, you know, moments. And I do still sometimes, you know, take a peek, yeah. but I don't go too deep. <laughs> that's safer. Uh, yeah, I, I actually just, think like, that's safer. In, but I don't, I, don't, I don't go too deep. I think that's safer. Yeah. And, and, oft, and sometimes when I see criticism, I'll also allow myself, if I'm in a good space, because I agree with you, like what I'm sharing is when you're in a good space. Right. If you're really struggling with it, right. just turn just, it off yeah, and get exactly. away from it. I'm fully with you. But if I am in a good place, I'll look at criticism and I'll say, let me take the feedback and leave the criticism. Like, how do I do that? Yeah. Like, how do I listen to this, allow it in, but then leave the part that that is kind of the venom in it or the right. spite or the ferociousness. Like, yeah. take that out and take the feedback because there could be something for me to learn right. and I'm the open to that. The constructive yeah. part the constructive of it part. or yeah, constructive criticism part yeah. of it. I do understand that. I don't think all of us are there yet. <laughs> I'm, neither am I. I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying. I'm yeah, trying. exactly. I'm trying. We're, tr we're trying and, yeah. and a lot of us, you know, are still struggling with understanding what being loved feels like or mm. never being loved growing up. You know, I work with so many people through my charity and just people I know who you realize some of the basic principles of just love they've never experienced and don't understand what that is, but they do understand hate, being told you're not good enough, being ignored, not being paid attention to. So they gravitate more to that because that's what they're used to. So it's just about changing the narrative and I talk about that with you know the group that I work with through through my charity 360 all the time is like changing the narrative changing those negative thoughts into positive thoughts so those that's really important today healthier is happening at CVS health in more ways than you've ever seen it's wellness destinations for seniors including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS pharmacy 
It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Atna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com forward slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health and Atna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. On Purpose with Jay Shetty is brought to you by Booking.com, Booking.Yeah. Many of you know that one of the most important aspects of my life is my connection with others. Travel has become one of the best ways for me to connect with people, whether that be my community, my family, friends, or loved ones, or all of you. Most of my family lives outside of the US, so traveling around the holidays, birthdays, or other special occasions is something that we're accustomed to. As we grow older, oftentimes our families or loved ones end up living in different areas as us, making it challenging to get together due to various schedules and commitments. With Booking.com, I'm able to efficiently book travel and accommodations for everyone in my family so that we can spend quality time together. They also make it easy to book travel for the various types of travelers in my family so that each person in my family can authentically be the traveler they want to be, no matter the destination. Once a year, my family takes a trip together to a US destination where none of us live or are visited. We find this helpful in making sure that everyone is truly present and able to unplug from their normal routines, resulting in more meaningful conversations and connections. Experiencing new places with those close to you allows you to bond over a shared experience. Booking.com's breadth and variety of accommodations in the US has made the destination selection and booking process not only easy, but fun. Travel can also foster new connections. Visiting different cities has allowed me to build connections with all of you, my community, most of whom I've never met in person and otherwise would have not crossed paths with. The in-person relationships that are built and strengthened through travel is something that each of us can benefit from. Book whoever you want to be on booking.com, booking.yeah. Herbs hold a special place in my wellness journey, a tradition deeply rooted in my Indian heritage. Introduced to me by my mom, their healing properties have been part of my life since I was born. Growing up, I witnessed firsthand the remarkable effects of herbs on both physical and mental well-being. Among the herbs I take are ashwagandha for its adaptogenic properties, slippery elm bark for gastrointestinal health. Our sponsor Nature's Way has these herbs and hundreds more that help support everything from healthy digestion to sleep to stress. They have over 50 years of experience with sourcing herbs from all over the world in the climates where they grow best. Every batch of herbs is rigorously tested for potency and purity in their state-of-the-art lab. Nature's Way believes nature is the ultimate problem solver and is dedicated to bringing the power of plants to help people live healthier lives. To learn more, visit naturesway.com forward slash herbs and use code J10 at checkout for our 10% off any herbal supplements. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. What got you involved in the prison reform work and what is the thing that you think would surprise us to learn about it? Because you've actually mm -hmm. spent time, you're working with people, yeah. it's, it's your charity, it's your project. What do you think would surprise us? I think that people would be surprised how simply changing a person's environment 
And simply loving someone can be all you need to actually see a complete change in a person. Telling someone you love them, telling someone you're proud of them is sometimes enough to just completely change a person. And realizing that those simple words, a lot of people have never even heard before. It's mind blowing that I'll sit with the young men in my program. I mostly work with young men ages 18 to 21. And they will tell me they've never heard someone say, I love you before. They've never heard, definitely never heard someone say, I'm proud of you. What have I ever done to, for someone to be proud of me? Or definitely just never knew what feeling important to somebody was. And when they start feeling that, the change you see in them, when I put them in situations, whether it's jobs or things to thrive, like how amazing they've been doing just because the environment is different. You can love somebody all you want and then put them back in that same toxic, you know, dysfunctional environment. And then like, well, why are they acting like this? They shouldn't be acting like this. Why are they being a menace to society? I mean, but we wouldn't last one day in a household like that, you know, and just being compassionate. So love, and a change in environment are like two of the key things that I've seen where I've seen the most success and the most change mm, for sure. Yeah, that is that that is fascinating. And how do you get like, I guess the external perception is everyone would be quite hard in prison right. and be quite cold. How do you have a conversation about love and compassion and empathy with someone who hasn't had it before? Like, how do you even start that conversation? Because I think the perception would be they'd just be like, I don't need to be loved. Mm -hmm. Like there'd be a certain like mm -hmm. kind of shield to it. Mm -hmm. it. Is that real? Is that true? Or do you find it's quite easy to talk when, about? When I first come in, it's not easy. Yeah. There's like, if it's a new group, it's kind of the stone face. That's what like, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we know Lala, but what's she, what's she gonna talk to us about? But it's really just having real authentic conversations. When you talk to somebody, Jay, you just have that talent to where they know you're speaking from a genuine place. When you talk to me, I'm like, I gotta listen to what Jay's saying. Like, I got what, what would Jay do in this situation? You just have that. So it's like, when you're speaking from your heart and you're leading with love, people feel that. Even the hardest people feel that because at everyone's core, what do we want? We wanna be loved. Everyone wants to be loved, whether they've experienced it or not. At everyone's core, they wanna be loved. So I'm gonna hit you in that place that just wants to be loved. And I'm also gonna make you understand that I understand what you've been through. I understand why you may have made some of these choices. And guess what? I'm not judging you, but I'm pushing you to do better. Mm. And that's how I kind of run my group and what we talk about. And once they hear that and feel mm. that, mm. it just melts away. They just want to hug. They just want you to tell them you love them. They just want to sit down and have some food with you. It just like melts away. And it's, it's emotional. It's incredible to see. And I wish that more people could be involved in the work and see this instead of just, you know, writing certain people off because of whatever they've been through. Because one thing I always say is, hey, these guys in my program are not going anywhere. So you got two choices. They can either be an asset to our communities or they can be a problem. Which one do you want? Because they're not going anywhere. So I'd rather mold them and work with them to be assets and great fathers and great community leaders and great workers in our community than be a problem. And sometimes all they really need is to feel supported and to feel loved. That's been my experience, mm. for what, sure. What drew you to that work specifically? I mean, you could have started something about anything in the world. Why, what was it deeply inside of you that was like, this is where I wanna put my energy and efforts? I think just, just growing up, that's always been a part of life, like knowing someone who's in jail, seeing different things, but feeling 
helpless, like, well, what can I do? I can just go visit, write a letter here and there. I'm not in a position to do anything. You would see things that you wanted to change but feel helpless. And now I'm in a position where I can actually make change. You know, I can actually use my voice and my platform to make a change and help people I care about who are still incarcerated or people who have been incarcerated, you know, help them change their experience and provide them with different things that people before us didn't have. So I'm gonna use my platform for that. And also as a mom of a 16 year old, a young black man, I understand, you know, how all of us are one decision or one bad moment away from being any of the kids that I deal with who are incarcerated right now. How many of my kids was just wrong place at the wrong time, hanging with the wrong crowd? We can relate to that. I have a son. Like he could be at the wrong place at the wrong time, trying to be cool, running with a certain group of kids, anything can happen. So I'm sympathetic to that. And I think that's where I draw my inspiration from to wanna do the work. Did you see the lack of support, like breaking families? Like did it, how, how bad did it get? It and got bad, yeah. it got bad, I saw it. it, it got bad. I had, you know, one of the closest people to me, his mother was incarcerated for many, many years and just seeing what it was like for him to grow up without his mom, you know, being there. She was there in every way, but she was incarcerated. She was an amazing, she is an amazing mother, but she was incarcerated and just watching what, what that felt like and feeling like there's gotta be a way to still hold the family bonds even with this going on. So just seeing things and like, this doesn't make sense or this is supposed to be a rehabilitation, but there's no rehabilitation going on. Where are the programs? Where are the things so that people can come out and not do the same mistakes or be better equipped to make better decisions? Like, what are we doing? And now again, being in a position, I would see all of that, yeah. but again, feel helpless. Like, what am I gonna do? I can't do anything. All I could do is go visit on the visiting days, buy some food out the vending machine and call it a day. Like, what am I gonna do? But now I can do something. So it's just, what I've become so passionate about. And when I look at the young men in my program, I always say, I speak to them and look at them the same way I talk to Cayenne, my son, who's 16 years old, because they're 18, they're two years away from Cayenne and dealing with some of the same struggles and issues that I see Cayenne goes through, you know, insecure, trying to fit in, trying to be the cool kid, you know, all of these things that, you know, sometimes can lead to bad decisions and, and trouble if you don't have strong family and strong support. And they don't have that. Yeah, could you tell us maybe some of the stories that you've seen of people, you know, yeah. coming back into society yeah. and some of the moments where you're like, wow, yeah. this is like, it's inspiring and hope forgiving. Yeah, so I did, I had a kid in my program, his name is Rondo. And while he was incarcerated, I bought someone who worked for Reform Alliance, which is founded by Michael Rubin, Meek Mill, Jay-Z. I had Jessica Jackson, who works really close with, with Kim mm -hmm. um, Kardashian. So they came and they visited and Rondo just stood out to them and I remember Jessica telling him, when you get out, I'm gonna have a job for you. You really have blew me away, won me over. And they waited and waited for him to come out. When he came out, he came out like on a Thursday. I was at the court when they released him. He came out on Thursday. He was in that office on Monday starting his job, working so hard and now when you see this kid, Jay, it's unbelievable. He's traveled the whole country. He's spoken on platforms with Kim, who's my best friend, obviously. So I'm like, her, Kim and Rondo side by side talking about prison reform, him speaking to the, the Gen Z population about you know what needs to be done, his experiences. I'm just mind blown. I found this kid in Rikers Island 
fighting, you know, dealing with so many different things. And now he's side by side with Kim and Michael Rubin. Not too long ago, I'm like, he's at Michael Rubin's house, like hosting a panel. And it's just, it's mind blowing. And what was it? Opportunity, change of environment, love that made the change. And we have others, you know, that are following in the same path. But it's amazing to see. It's like, it makes you just feel like it's all worth it. Like you just like, everything I'm doing is worth it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing of that with course. us. I think it's it's hard sometimes to, you know, connect the dots. Mm -hmm. I was talking to, I think you probably know Scott as well, Scott Budnick. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was yes. talking to Scott, I was, yes. I was dinner at Scott like a couple of weeks ago and he's, he's so passionate. He's so passionate, so passionate. Place. And for those of people who don't know, Scott made the three Hangover movies, but then also made Just Mercy. Yeah. You know, that movie for him was all about prison reform and changing the narrative and trying to give people an opportunity and rethinking you know, how we feel about people right. and, and how we how we treat people who've made certain decisions. And it's so phenomenal to hear that so many people, also all of you are collaborating. Yeah, for sure. In order to do this. For sure, this. you can't do this type of work alone, yeah. Jay. You need yeah. a support system. And my charity, again, is 360. And I'm so happy to have Reform Alliance as a partner who really guide me and help me because I'm new to the space. I'm not new to the experience, but I'm new to the space. Yeah. And just learning and navigating and them just really holding my hand through the whole thing has been great. You can't do it you know, alone, but it's a challenging space, but such a rewarding space at the same time. Yeah. Lala, what's, you know, you've had such a career in the public eye, life in the public eye. What's something about you that you think people don't know that you'd, you'd love them to know? People around me always say like, people don't know how funny you are. Like I'm joking <laughs> around all the time. Like I'm always up for having a good time. Like I want to be the life of the party and I love seeing everyone around have a good time. Those are some things like I'm just learning to just enjoy, you know, life and, and the new chapter in my life, you know, it still is new coming from, you know, being married, not anymore. And just like, what does that look like? And that's why I said, you know, you can't put a time frame on things. People would think, oh, by now she would already be in another relationship or be married again or whatever. And none of that has happened yet. And I'm okay with that. I'm just going with the flow in whichever way life takes me i'm just i'm just going that way and just understanding that everything happens when it's supposed to not rushing things just enjoying the moment yeah i definitely found your humor came through when i first met you yeah i, I, I was just cracking up at everything you were saying and i was just like you know it's you you definitely feel that when you meet someone yeah. and it's it's interesting because yeah i feel like people say the same when i'm when i'm on stage or when mm -hmm. i'm in person I'm hopefully a lot funnier than I am on my social media <laughs> page. When I'm with my wife, I'm definitely funnier because I'm borrowing from her because she's hilarious. Right, right. But it's so hard transitioning and it's so hard transitioning in the public eye because it's almost like you have it's all hard. these opinions. It's hard. You have other people's narratives. You're still trying to figure things out yourself. And it's almost like I almost liken it. I always say to people, imagine you're going through something and everyone in your family, everyone in your friend circle is talking about mm -hmm. it and everyone has their version, that's what you're experiencing at a news level or right. a world level. Right. And, and that's very difficult when you are either in that space yourself or you have friends in that space and you see how challenging it is. And you're saying you're trying to enjoy the moment and, mm -hmm. and you haven't, obviously, like you're saying, you haven't just moved on and it's not as easy. Is the hardest thing about it that you thought life was going a certain way and then it didn't? Is that the hardest thing about it? That's the hardest thing. You don't get married to get divorced. Nobody gets married and says, I'm getting divorced. You get married because you feel like you found your person and this is what the rest of your life is going to be like. And you start building 
a life with this person and then something changes that you weren't prepared for, that you don't have the tools and skills to, no one's gonna prepare you for a divorce. You're married right now, Jay. Nobody's telling you, Jay, come sit down. Let me tell you what's gonna happen when you totally. get divorced. Nobody, yeah, nobody's yeah. doing that. We're wishing you and your wife the best to ride off into the sunset forever together. Yeah. So you're not equipped with the knowledge and the tools on what to do emotionally or anything when that happens. And then you just find yourself in a position to just figure it out. So that's that's really difficult. And life for me looks different right now. And I still have those moments where I can be at home and I'm like, you could never tell me that this would be my life right now. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I love my life right mm -hmm, now, but mm -hmm. you know, owning a home by, by myself, my son and I, you know, living together, then on certain days, him going to stay with his dad and then I'm home alone and it's still a family, but separate in a sense, yeah. you know, and just, okay, well, what time are you coming home today? Like you could have never told me that that was going to be my life, but what can I do? I have to adjust. Like I have to adjust and be strong and figure out what the new norm is. This is my new normal. And I just had to adjust to it. Was it easy? Of course not. And are there still days where it can hit you and, and, and be really hard? Yeah. And I want to be honest and tell people that because it's been a while for me and you would really think that by now, like that's something I never think about anymore. Of course I do. I had a family, like a beautiful family. And now I still have a family, but it just looks a little bit different. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. But it's still your moments where you're like, wow, this is this is different. Yeah, absolutely. And and I guess it sounds like both of you have been able to be there for Kayan mm -hmm. so that he's having... Yeah, the co-parenting like, is yeah, strong with us. Yeah, and that's yeah. something I'm very grateful for because whatever happened between me and his dad, I don't feel like Kayan should have to suffer because of that. So we try to do a good job at co-parenting and still you know leading with love and and kids are going to be a reflection of what they see like i could tell them all day oh you know no me and your dad get but if he sees us arguing all the time or never around each other then it doesn't matter what i say but we make it a point for him to see us getting along and both being there for his moments his basketball games his school plays you know parent teacher conference whatever it is so he always feels supported because one day cayenne's gonna have a family and i want him to understand you know what having a family means and even though mom and dad might not have been able to figure it out in the traditional way yeah we still loved you and my hope is that he can do better than we did and you know what it is what's really interesting about that is i don't know anyone whose life is actually traditional in the traditional <laughs> way like <laughs> me even even people who stayed together forever like I, I don't know it's so interesting right like how we have these stereotypes and these views of like what a healthy, successful relationship mm -hmm. looks like between a family, people, right. friendships. Like my relationship with my parents is very different to what I would consider the traditional, traditional. perfect relationship right. with your parents. Mm -hmm. Because I just, that wasn't our way. Yeah. And, and it's so interesting because you kind of almost always make yourself feel guilty or shamed for not having the traditional thing. It's true. But then when I actually think about it, I'm like, who has the traditional setup? No I don't one know. Has it. And I think the more yeah. you go through life, you start understanding and realizing that. And now my saying is like, whatever works for them, like whatever, like who am I to judge and say it shouldn't be this way, it should only be this way. I mean, nothing is traditional anymore. People just have to figure out what works for them and what that looks like for them. Like mm. if it works for you, that's what matters. Because at the end of the day, I always say, when you're going through something, when you're down, when you're depressed, 
More times than not, you're dealing with that alone. You have your friend support, but I'm saying in those critical moments when you're in that bathroom looking in that mirror and you're crying and going through stuff, you're going through that alone. So make decisions that make you happy and not worrying about what everybody else is going to say or how people are going to view me because in those quiet moments, you are by yourself and you have to face yourself, whatever that looks like. And I had to learn that because again, the people pleaser in me, what is this one gonna say? Or is this one gonna be mad if I do this? I gotta make this one happy. And it was always about everybody else and putting myself last. And then when I, when my whole you know, marriage came crumbling down and I was in that bed, I was there by myself. Mm. And I had to deal with that by myself. Yeah, that's the truth. What is being loved? by yourself and someone else look like now for you? What have you learned about how you want to be loved by yourself mm -hmm. and potentially by anyone else? Um, words hold so much power, getting better at like speaking nicely to myself, being kind. To, not that I used to just like beat myself up and say negative things, but like, wow, La, look how much you've accomplished. Look how many people you've helped. Look at the son you've raised. Like you've done really, really good in the public eye. You've never like just crumbled and fell apart. You were able to keep it together. You went through something that would break most people. Like what I went through would have broken a lot of people and I handled it with as much grace as I possibly could. And afterwards, I, it didn't make me change how I feel about like love. I don't know if marriage is still in the cards for me. It's kind of changed my perception on that. One of my friends was like, you cannot go on podcasts and say you're never getting <laughs> married again. I'm like, so, <laughs> I'm open. I'm just saying that I don't know if yeah. that's in the cards, but I'm being open to whatever happens. And being loved by somebody else at this point to me is just really aligning with somebody that makes me feel happy, makes me feel like I can be myself. And somebody who I just enjoy being around. It's not like I'm looking for someone to take care of me. It's not like I'm looking for a father for my son. And we have all of those things. Now it's about how are you connecting with with me, how are you making me feel? And I get excited when I think that, or believe that that person is out there somewhere and who is it gonna be like, and when are they gonna come find me? Like, you know, I get excited about those things because who doesn't want that in their life? Mm. I don't mm. think you're meant to just go through life alone. Mm. Like, who doesn't want that? There's so much of what you've said today, which is so relatable to so many, so like Thank connected you. to so many people's hearts. But and you bring it out of me, Jay. You just no. <laughs> make it so comfortable. And I just, I mean, I follow you. I follow your words, your podcast. I'm on your page all the time. I'm always looking for quotes from your page. But then sometimes I got to be careful because I'm like, if I post this quote, they're going to think I'm talking about so and so. Yeah, like, I'm always like, because some of your quotes are just so spot on. I'm like, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> so I'm always going to your page, finding quotes. I have a million screenshots of your quotes I in my it. phone. But just thank you for being there for all of us in the way that you are and just making everybody feel so comfortable and loved. And, you know, I, I, I've read your book. I follow what you say in some of my hard moments. I refer to your podcast and different things and it just really helps me. So I just appreciate that. You just got to pick up the phone. Yes, I'm right, I got to pick up. I'm always like, yeah, I don't want to bother you. Me. Yeah, just call Okay, me. so then I'll pick just up the phone me. more. No, I, I just really, really, really believe that if we just look at the essence of the humanness in everyone that we meet mm -hmm. and you just realize like everyone is so beautiful and wonderful and powerful and phenomenal but we just we've missed it because we've all been covered over right by everything else and even that person may not be able to see that in themselves and i just i try and see people through the eyes that 
I hope one day they'll be able to see themselves through. And that's my only goal, really, in, in how I try and live. I don't want to live to to judge or criticize or compare or be better than anyone mm -hmm. or holier than anyone. Like it's, if if we could all just look at each other as equals, like true equals, because we are at our essence. It's so powerful. We're exactly the same. Every single person, every single, person. Every single animal being mm -hmm. on this planet is exactly the same in the essence, in the pure sense of it all. And I think all we can do for each other is provide a safe space. The world's hard enough anyway. Mm, it's so hard. It's all it's hard. hard it's all hard enough anyway. So mm -hmm. thank you for saying those kind words. But thank you for always opening your heart thank with me, you, opening your mind. And I know this is going to help so many people who listen to it. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to share that? We always get we right we to get, it. I sit right in this chair yeah, and yeah. it's like, <laughs> and we get right to it. I yeah. think we hit on so many points and I just hope anyone listening, watching can take something away from this. Um, not perfect. I've been through a lot, still figuring life out. I don't think you ever just have it figured out. And just be kind to yourself, be patient with yourself, love yourself. It is so important. And definitely one thing we talked about is, you know, don't blame yourself. You know, we're all doing the best we can with what we have. No, you can hear that in your voice. It, it's not even, today, it's not just about what you've said. It's like, you can hear that genuineness and that sincerity in your voice. It's like, I think it's really going to land with people. So I happy. hope everyone listens to this not once, but twice. Yes, yeah, same, twice. Uh, and everyone who's listening and watching, make sure that you cut the... I know you guys do a great job cutting stuff for TikTok yourself, Instagram, <laughs> like cut the stuff that really resonated with you, that connected with you and share it with someone because I'm sure you've got friends who are going through breakups. Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they're raising a kid on their own. Maybe, you know, everything that Lala's going through, there are so many things that I know so many of you are connected to in your ecosystems and your lives. And I hope that you'll clip the bits that stand out to you, that connect to you. And I hope you'll share it with others because sometimes we just need to feel seen, heard and understood. And I think today a lot of people will feel seen, heard and understood. So. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Lala. Love you. Appreciate Love you. Too. you. Thank of you course. so much. Thank you. And pick up the phone. I will. I promise. <laughs> You have to. I will. I mean it. If you love this episode, you will also love my interview with Kendall Jenner on setting boundaries to increase happiness and healing your inner child. You could be reading something that someone is saying about you and being like, that is so unfair because that's not who I am. Mm. And that really gets to me sometimes. But then looking at myself in the mirror and being like, but I know who I am. Why does anything else matter? Ah, oh, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com forward slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth, no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.